1: I think the real benefit with, with this type of marketing is that it, a, a business can get, get their brand name out there in front of uh, a large company like Lowe's or Kmart, and they can get serious recognition in a couple weeks. Basically, working can work in an event with a local retailer and selling out in front of their location, selling out of selling dish network.
2: You were selling Dish Network, okay? Oh, dish Network
1: services, yeah. But we've also done with ADT security as well. You know, it's, it can be used for pretty much any industry that type of medium, And You say you kind of perfected this event selling. Yeah, I've been doing it for I've been doing it for about four years, four and a half years now, and just recently been doing some consulting with some local businesses that it just it kind of stumbled upon the opportunity because people started talking to me about wanting to do this with their business, and, you know, the light bulb went off. Well, the bottom
2: line is, you know, people need to get customers, and what you've done seems to be pretty effective in setting up at these events and getting customers, is that right?
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's been very effective, and I think it's kind of a, a, a kind of a glorified joint venture is what it really is. Yeah. You're out in front, and you're you're, you're offering exposure for the retailer. All right. Well, let's let us start. What was the very first event stuff you started hustling? Well, we actually we we sell it to a very good to a very good company. We started off with uh, Lowe's home improvement stores, which are which are huge. Now,
2: who's we? And are you? Is this a, a multiple person?
1: Well, deal? myself and my, my partner basically started everything out. Okay. What were you selling though? We were selling Dish Network and we were trying to come up with a way to get to get the product out in front of people and, and do it. we didn't have any money.
2: Okay, so you were re- you were repping Dish Network.
1: Right. We, we were a, a rep for a local retailer and we were sales for a local retailer. Now how much could you
2: make on every deal you signed up?
1: When I first started out, I was making like $75 a sale.
2: On every sale, every order you wrote?
1: On every order that I wrote. But
2: right. you didn't have to do the installation, did you?
1: No, we actually we would make the sale, write it up, and then we would submit it to be installed. We set an install date. No money changed hands. We basically.
2: But well, you got a commitment.
1: Right. We just got a commitment from a customer and told them about, it, educated them on the product, and you know had them installed like one to three days later. Yeah, that I was it, watching TV. Yeah.
2: You know, I used to sell cable door to door. It kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I used to knock on doors selling uh, Southwestern Cable. So you go right to order, and there was good money, man. That, I mean, let me tell you, that was oh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, people people want TV, you know, and if you have an alternative. And, and, and when I started selling dish, it was a very hot product. Yeah, still is. I mean, it's somewhat saturated now, but it was kind of a, a hot item back then, and people wanted it.
2: Okay, so 75 bucks you made on each deal, and you figure, how the hell can I get more customers?
1: I mean, money. I mean, you know, there's the traditional ways of advertising and getting flyers out and paying. For you know, yellow page ads or direct mailings, and we just said, hey, we don't have any money. How can we do this, and how can we benefit both the store, the customer, and ourselves at the same time, and get a concentration of sales in two days? So we basically started brainstorming on thinking of locations where, where people are shopping and where this type of market might be suitable to Dish Network, which is about 95% of the people out there. We approached Lowe's home improvement stores, because we say to those people. We'll be responsive customers and then they're buying things for their home.
2: Did you approach just one specific location?
1: Uh, initially we did. We, went to, we approached one store.
2: And what did you do? You went drove to the store and walked in and said, who do we talk to about this?
1: Well, we created a, an information pack which kind of summarized what we were offering. Uh-huh. And we went in with it. It was on a real, real catchy graphic on the front page, had a picture. We, we actually took a picture. We went out in front of Lowe's and took a picture of us out in front of it with a tent. We set up a tent okay. out there. To kind of showing what it was what it looked like, right? You know, we weren't even in Lowe's yet, okay
2: <laughs> when they say, Hey, what do you what the hell are you guys setting up a tent here for? No one cared, did they?
1: <laughs> they didn't care they didn't even, they didn't even, even know they didn't know. Well, we just kind of we wanted to give them a visual of, of the benefit before we, you know, started talking more about the benefit. All right. So you set your tent up and then you did a digital photo of it. Right. We set the tent up and set everything up the way we normally do it. So the stands out there, the literature and the boards, and then we took a photo of some guy underneath it with a group of people. Okay. And, and then, then you put and you made color copies of that. Right. That was the front page, and then there was about two pages of. Just information that just outlined the benefits. It was all benefit driven. Benefits towards Lowe's. Towards Lowe's. How they would benefit from it more than anything else. And then we, a very small portion of it was talking, you know, about process and part end of it. But most of it was just benefit driven towards the store and providing a repeat customer. Because we were, we were offering everyone that signed up at the store, we were giving them 20 bucks to go back into Lowe's and spend more money.
2: Okay, so let's talk about what was in it for Lowe's to, to let you guys do this.
1: Well, first of all, they were getting they were getting exposure to their location. We had a tent out front. Sometimes we'd have music. Uh huh. We would play some music. Have a dish commercial that we would taped that we'd run over and over again. And okay. It just attracted attention. But you know, people could see, you could see the tent from the road. How I mean, big people was driving how, by and they could see the tent out there from the road and our banners. How big was the tent? Ten by ten tent, okay. Real, real bright colors, Dish Network logos all over the place. Okay, so it looked like there was an event happening. I mean, people—it people, it, was—it was creating excitement. There was people underneath the tent walking around. It helped, you know, somebody driving by that was thinking about Dish Network or had seen a commercial or an ad. You know, it would push them to maybe stop in and get more information. All right, what else was in it for us? Well, the gift card was a big thing because their average cost per sale was about seventy dollars at the time, and we were giving them twenty bucks to come back in. So they knew that there's a good chance that that customer that came back into that store to spend more money or to re- redeem that twenty dollar gift card was going to spend. Sorry,
2: all right, all right, Back up. What what's this gift card? You mean when someone signed up with your Dish Network, they got a twenty dollar gift card to go shop in Lowe's?
1: That's right. To that store only. We were forcing a repeat customer. Did you pay for the gift card? We paid for the gift card. So
2: was that twenty bucks that came off your seventy-five? That's right. Okay, so you gave a gift card in the form of a plastic card, or a piece of paper, or a coupon, or what?
1: They have their own gift cards that you can just load up with any amount of money that you oh, want.
2: Oh, so you bought them and loaded them up.
1: We bought them and loaded them up, and So uh,
2: they got twenty-three bucks to go spend on loads.
1: And then, but the, you know, the average ticket there was seventy, so they, they knew that they were going to get more money out of that than twenty dollars. Okay. And so at the store plus. We also inserted in, in the mailings, we would insert flyer, the the store's weekly sales.
2: What do you mean, mailing?
1: We mailed the cards to the customers with a little thank you letter from Lowe's and, and our company. Oh,
2: so when they signed up, they didn't get the card right then and there? No. They got it mailed to them how long
1: after? Two to four weeks, we would send it out once they were installed, because they're really not a customer until they were act- installed and activated. I gotcha. That we went, we didn't want to give them a card and they went home and canceled. You know, we were out twenty bucks.
2: I, so it was almost like a stick letter. It kind of it was an incentive for them to go ahead and activate so they can get their twenty bucks.
1: Exactly right, and then they would get in the mail. They, you know, a lot of times they were surprised to get it. It was like an extra bonus. Like, oh, I forgot about this. Right. You know, and then they got twenty bucks to spend at Lowe's, and they would, you know, go back in the store. All right. But we also had other information, maybe the, the store's upcoming sales or their offers, inside the mailing with a thank you letter from Lowe's in our company too.
2: Okay, and you, who paid for the mailing? You did.
1: We paid for the mailing. Correct. And
2: Lowe's furnished you with an insert that you could put in there?
1: That's correct. Well, we would create one and have them authorize it, and then we would use that. So we started off that one Lowe's store, we ended up getting 20 of them. 20 different Lowe's stores? 20, 20 well, let me see, uh, 18. We had 18 Lowe's stores, not all on a given weekend, but we would rotate them around. Did you have higher employees to handle them? Yes, I had about five salespeople that were out selling at a Lowe's on a given weekend. All
2: right, so let's talk about what, what was happening with an average Lowe's on a Saturday. You're out there, you're set up, you're selling Dish Network. How many deals are you doing in a day?
1: Uh, in the beginning, it was it was just huge. It's phenomenal. I was selling. I was averaging over 20 a weekend. Myself personally, 20 a weekend. A weekend, 20 sales. Uh-huh. And for a while, I was. See, you know, the best weekend I have was 38. I sold 38 in, in in two days of work. All
2: right. So each location, if you it, it, when it was really kicking butt, you were doing about maybe a thousand dollars, and that that doesn't even include. That I've already taken off the twenty bucks that goes back to Lowe's. You were doing right. about a thousand bucks gross per location.
1: Right. Some weekends were better, but it was probably averaging close. To, I think we were up around twelve or thirteen hundred at that time. And then we got a pay raise. We got bumped up to. I was getting one hundred and ten a sale. Whoa. Okay. After a while, and you know, now I get paid more than that because I've been you know doing it for quite a while. But you know, we got bumped up once they saw we were we were outperforming some of the dealers right. in Atlanta. We were in the top five of the dealers. Just two of us. We were in the top five of sales for several months, just as two people. <laughs> that, that's
2: great. And so at, at one time, did you have four or five locations going on a
1: weekend? Yeah, probably the maximum, just just so we could keep track. We didn't want to oversaturate it and just overstay the welcome. So we would probably have I had a maximum of maybe four locations going right on a weekend.
2: All right, so you were making over a weekend. What kind of money were you making?
1: For so a while there when it was really, really, really hot. I was grossing between 2000 and 2500 That ain't bad. You know, the Sunday was a half a day, basically, because we were out there from 12 to 6.
2: All right, let me ask you this. So did you have some strategies or a system put in place, you know, within your booth that helped generate the sale? What happened? You had your booth set up, and as people walked in, did you catcall them over there, or did they naturally gravitate? Did you have a freebie to get them to fill something out? What kind of things got them to your booth rather than ignoring you and being afraid to
1: ask what's going on there? Well, I mean, we didn't really, that was part of our selling point to the stores. We didn't want you know, to push it on their customers. and We didn't want to feel like we were intrusive to their customers, and that was part of the, you know, the, the angle that we went after as far as getting in there. We didn't approach it, approach it that way. Basically, we didn't really have to.
2: Right.
1: Uh, so much now, when I do events now, it's, you have to be a little more aggressive. But back then, we had really good signage. We had a lot of information out there for for customers, and a lot of times they just come up to us. Okay. But the other thing too is that there was there was other benefits besides the new uh, signing up a new customer for the store. There was education for existing customers that had questions. Right. So we served as kind of an information source if you will, for people that already had DISH, that Uh, had a question about their programming, or they had a question about their equipment, you know, they had a source that they knew was going to be available to them every weekend where they could actually talk to somebody in person. Alright,
2: so Lowe's was your first, so you ended up with all those Lowe's and then did it kind of peter out or did you find something, you move on to something different in the relation of events?
1: Well, we thought we were very fortunate because we were with Lowe's for about two years mm-hmm. and eventually they changed their policy of allowing people to be out front for, okay. for insurance regulations and we, that was another hurdle that we've since gone, uh, gotten over but, and we're, we're actually trying to get back into Lowe's again because they discontinued allowing people out front.
2: Uh-huh.
1: You know, we basically were out in front of a, a major home improvement store for two years straight without paying a dime.
2: That's, yeah, and that's incredible.
1: We generate, I think we went, we went through the numbers a couple of weeks ago, and we generated about $80,000 in gift cards for that store, for, the, for, for Lowe's Corporation. Yeah, how about Home Depot? Home Depot, untouchable. You can't do it. Yeah, we tried, we tried getting into Home Depot several times. It's, how
2: about what what, what areas did you think were going to work that you've tried at that just don't work?
1: Well, actually, we've just I'll give you a list of places we have been and uh, that we're currently working. Kmarts, we've had some Kmarts. We still have some Kmarts. Uh, we've been in a couple Walmart, only a few. We've How'd been in Walmart. How'd that go? Walmart was a very good. What did they was a very do? they want percentage of the sale? No, it was the same concept of a $20 gift card for the store. Okay. We've never had to pay to be in a location. Okay. Ever. All right. It's, uh, it's always been on working with the gift card. And who uh, do you talk to? Who's the person
2: you talk to about if you could do this? If someone wanted to do something like this?
1: Well, we do, I mean, a, a lot of times we'll go. We'll go directly to the manager or regional manager. Some of the problems we've had with some some locations is there. They really can't make a decision on a managerial level, so they have to go to corporate. And obviously, we don't want to. We want to avoid that red tape, and we we'll just go to the next one because once you go to corporate, it's a, it's a whole different animal, right? As far as getting approval to be, you know, out of the location. So we would choose try to find locations or different stores that make the decision. Okay. Yeah. You know, they they could actually make the decision on whether you can come out or whether or not. And we we figured out, out that real quick. The managers were in control, like, you know, Kmart, their the managers can make that decision. Been in, there's some clothing stores down here called Goodies, where the managers all can make, our regional manager can make that decision.
2: How'd that go, the, the Goodies?
1: The goodies was okay, not, not bad, you know, all produced pretty well. Just, you're looking for a location that has traffic, essentially. Some are going to produce better than others. So we were, we're now at an Office Max, which produces okay. Okay. Between probably 8 and 15 sales a weekend. All right. But, you know, the the idea is obviously you want to be somewhere where there's traffic. You, with the type of product that we have appeals to pretty much anybody that has a home and watches TV or a TV in their house. Is this the one that Radio Shack sells? Radio Shack sells, some of them sell dish and some of them sell direct Uh huh. <laughs> so it just depends on which one you go to. And Dish uh, Network still a pretty good product. We, I think it's a great product. I mean, they've they, they've had the JD Power award two years in a row for customer satisfaction.
2: Right. What does it cost? Yeah. What does it cost someone to get set up with them?
1: Well, you can you can right now you can get four receivers up to four receivers installed for for basically free.
2: And what does that mean? What's the receiver?
1: The receiver has to be on each TV. Because this is a digital signal, it, unlike cable, where cable is analog, it can be split up many times. uh uh-huh. Digital signal has to have a receiver on each TV that's receiving the, the satellite signal so that it can decode it.
2: Is the satellite on the roof of your house?
1: Satellite's on the roof of your house, on the back of the house normally. Uh, using It uses the existing wiring that's in the house already. Uh-huh. In most cases, so we don't have to go through and do any, you know, drilling holes in the walls because they can just tap into what's already there. All right. So you go set up a you set up a
2: dish outside and you put receivers on the TVs and that's basically free for all that.
1: It's basically free to get everything set up. Pretty much, you just pay your monthly monthly rate, which is can be less than cable now in most areas down are there, here
2: anyway. Are there contracts?
1: It's usually a one year agreement. And then after the year agreement, you're on a month-to-month, or if you move during the year, they'll they'll move it for you.
2: Are there advantages over cable? Oh, yeah. Like what? This is the end of Part 1. Please Please. continue to Part 2. It's Michael with Michael
0: Sanoff's HardToFindSeminars.com in another bonus tip. How would you like to turn your $28 book or ebook or even a concept in your head into a $3,900 information product? I'll provide you the secrets on how to do this. If you'd like a completely free 30-day trial of my system for turning your simple book or even just a concept in your mind into an information product that you can sell for ninety. dollars $197 or even as much as $3,900 or more this system includes a whole range of tricks and tips to help you pack your audio program full of great stories that take control of your listeners brains, my information product creation system comes with my personal guarantee that you'll create an information product worth from $97 to $497 that's designed to sell like hotcakes, this is a 30 day free trial, if you'd like to information on this, please email me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line, write in all caps, $28 book, and I'll email you information on how to turn your $28 book or even a concept in your mind into a $3,900 information product. Hi, this is Michael Senoff with Michael dot hardtofindseminars.com. Here is another bonus tip in a valuable service that I offer to select clients. If you can talk into an ordinary telephone, you can be selling your own high-priced audio programs in as little as seven days. This is the easiest way on earth to create a series of powerful audio recordings for your own information product. I call you on an ordinary telephone and interview you live on a series of related hot topics about your niche subject. I take care of all the editing, all the technical stuff, and I give you the MP3s or WAV files and audio transcripts. I only have time to give this deluxe personalized service to a few more carefully selected clients. If you're interested in developing and creating your own valuable information products that you could have complete in as short as seven days and be selling for as high as $300, $500, even $3,900, please contact me at Michael at Seminar. In the subject line of your email, please write Info Product Information in all capital. Make sure I have your name and a way to contact you by phone, and we can talk about your specific ideas. Or you may call me at 858-274-7851. Hi, it's Michael Senoff here with another bonus tip from Michael com HardToFindSeminars.com. It's called an audio infomercial. Your audio infomercial, which I create for you, will sell more products of yours faster, easier, and for less cost than any conventional advertising method, and I guarantee it 100%. Imagine catching yourself at concert pitch talking about what makes your business or your product service unique, what makes it special. Imagine taking a professional recording of that perfect sales presentation that I create for you and giving it to your prospect as an audio CD or an internet download from your website. I can do this for you faster than you ever thought possible with my personalized audio informational recording service. If you're interested in this unique service, please contact me at michael at hardtofindseminars.com. In the subject line of your email in, all capitals, write audio infomercial, and I will get back with you with more information. Hi, it's Michael Senoff here with another tip from Michael Sinoff, HardToFindSeminars.com. This tip is one that is dear to my heart, and the reason why is because I know what a difference it can make for your business. It has to do with editing your audio recordings. If you are using audio online or offline to sell, market, and educate your prospects, this tip will be the most important tip you ever hear from me. Editing your audio recordings content before you publish it to your site simply gets better results compared to unedited audio content. Think about this. A new song on the radio may be in the editing studio for months before it's released to the public. A new movie may take years in the editing process before it's released to the big screen or on DVD. Well-written sales letters, online promotions, books, and commercials are all meticulously edited to perfection before they are released. You would never dream of releasing an unedited version of any of these sales vehicles. So why would you publish unedited audio? Unedited audio content is abandoned by the listener faster, it produces less sales for you, and it actually destroys your credibility as a publisher. So why are we seeing so much unedited content proliferating the Internet? The reason is simple. There are very few people who offer audio editing services who know what they are doing. Editing audio is kind of like plastic surgery. It's part skill and part an art form. You need someone with both the skill to do it and someone who understands marketing and selling. A poor result can be gained by both a skilled surgeon as well as a good technical editor. Who you choose to do your audio editing can be one of the best investments in your business. It's hard to Find we have been editing online and offline web content for six years. We have perfected a proprietary editing system that has been proven to get your customers to listen to your audio content longer and to listen to it more often, resulting in more sales for you more often, and with clean, edited audio, you can demand more money for your products and services. It's just like in life. You only have one chance to make a first impression. Every time you release and publish unedited audio content, you are projecting a poor, sloppy, I-don't-care attitude that turns your prospects off. Do your prospects a favor. Service them. Give them your best. Do them a favor by giving them professionally edited audio messages, interviews, teleseminars, and selling promotions by editing your audio. We provide full audio editing services that are fast and at a reasonable rate. We know that editing your audio content can easily pay for itself 20 times over call me michael sunoff for more information at 858-274-7851 i'll spend some time on the phone with you we'll determine what audio content you're publishing i'll be glad to offer you a free consultation on my ideas i'll review some of your audio and together we'll come up with a solution that gets you better results thanks for listening Here is another bonus tip from Michael Sinoff, HardToFindSeminars.com. Did you know that I have about 25 hours of exclusive consultations on my audio clips page, letter G? If you go to -to HardToFindSeminars.com, go to the audio clips section. This is a section where I have over 117 hours of audio interviews. Page G is nothing but consultations on information product development. You have over 25 hours of me giving my best advice on how to create, develop, produce, market, and sell audio information products. Go to page G if you want to learn how to create and market your own information products. Enjoy. There's an interview in the section of the audio recordings at Hard to Find Seminars. It's with a business buying expert. His name is Art Hamill. If you go back to my site, hardtofindseminars.com, and go to the product section, along the left side in light blue, you will see a list of topics. Look for the one that says business buying. Click on that link and you'll be taken to about seven hours of exclusive interviews with Arthur Hamill. Arthur Hamill has purchased multi-million dollar businesses, over 200 of them in his lifetime, and he will tell you how to do the same thing. It's some fascinating content, and I wanted you to know about it. Here's another tip. It has to do with podcasts. Did you know that not only are all 187 hours of my audio recordings available for free online at my website, hardtofindseminars.com, but each one of these audio recordings is also in the form of what Called a podcast. A podcast is a simple way for you to digitally and automatically subscribe to online and new recordings and have them downloaded into your mobile audio player, like an iTunes, iPod, or any other digital audio playing device. But the way you find my recordings on podcasts is by going to one of the number one sites called iTunes. iTunes is a virtual library for music, spoken word, and Podcast. The music and spoken word audios you'll pay money for, but the podcasts are absolutely free. And you can subscribe to my podcast. All you do is go to iTunes, you'll automatically download the iTunes software, and then you will search. Michael Sinoff in the subject line and you will find most of my audio recordings right there available for you to download. This is great if you're on the road or you're on another computer and if you have a mobile device it will automatically suck them right into your digital mp3 player and you can take any of the audio recordings on the road with you. They will also automatically notify you of any new recordings that I post as podcasts. Also if you search through Google or Yahoo or any of the major search engines, Michael Senoff and then podcast. You'll find other resources with other podcast search engines that host my podcast. I hope this helps and if you're a podcast listener I think you'll be happy about this. So Go over to iTunes and download the iTunes software and search Michael Senoff, and you'll have all my audio recordings available for you right there. If you'd like to hone your skills as a copywriter I have available for you the largest collection of one of the all-time master copywriters. His name is Claude Hopkins. Do a search on Claude Hopkins or go to my website ClaudeHopkinsAdvertising.com Claude Hopkins was one of the founders of modern day advertising. He was one of the all-time legends in the industry. And Myself and a partner have authored a book called the Claude Hopkins Advertising Collection. We have also searched thousands of newspapers to pull out all his classic ads. He's been responsible for building companies like Pepsodent Toothpaste, Palmolive, Schlitz Malt Liquor, many household products like puffed wheat cereal that you're still using in your kitchens today, and he was a master and a genius behind this. He was responsible for many of the cars we drive today, like the Oldsmobile. Go check it out, ClaudeHopkinsAdvertising.com. If you want the ultimate in education on how to write copy, you cannot pass this up. So go on over to ClaudeHopkinsAdvertising.com and learn from the best. Here is another bonus resource for you, and it's about a section on my site that has about 15 hours of audio interviews with copywriting experts, including Brian Keith Voiles, including Carl Galetti, including Eugene Schwartz. You will not find this content anywhere It will take you to an entire collection of audio recordings, MP3 downloads, and transcripts of some of my best interviews on the subject of copywriting. You'll be able to play them, download them, print the transcripts, and it's a collection you will not find anywhere else. If you want an education on copywriting, you will not find anything better than this. If you go back to my site and in the products page, along the light blue section down on the left, you're going to see another link that has a lot of value. And it all has to do with joint ventures. Go to that page and you're going to hear about an offer on a joint venture system like no other. If you read the letter there, it'll describe all the benefits, and the offer is virtually risk-free, meaning you can order my joint venture system, have it sent to you without paying a dime. Have 30 days to review it, to digest all the information, and only if you're happy with it after 30 days do you pay. It's an offer you can't lose on, and if you're enjoying this content, you're really going to love what I have waiting for you on the Joint Venture link at the products page at hardtofindseminars.com. Go check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it.